welcome to the Stevens and Bolton People podcast. I'm Francis Rollin and I'm here with Chelsea Feeney, an associate in our employment team. Welcome, Chelsea. Thanks for having me, Francis. We're going to talk for the next um, around 10 minutes about the recent case of Webb and London Underground. You may have seen the newspaper headlines on this case. For example, the Daily Telegraph said, tube manager who called George Floyd scum was unfairly sacked. This is a case that looks at whether employers can rely on private Facebook posts in order to take disciplinary action. It looks at the right to privacy and freedom of expression under the European Convention of Human Rights. And it also includes some welcome reminders about how to conduct a fair dismissal procedure. So first of all, Chelsea, can you outline the facts of this case, please? Yeah, thanks, Francis. So in this case, the claimant, Ms. Webb, worked at London Underground as train manager. And she had 32 years of unblemished record. She worked out of the Seven Sisters Depot in North London, which was a very diverse area of London, and the workforce there reflected this. Around the time of the death of George Floyd and the rise of the BLM movement, Ms. Webb used her private Facebook account to share content about George Floyd, calling him scum. Now, her posts were shared outside of her private Facebook on Twitter and WhatsApp, um, and ultimately her colleagues made complaints, which led to Ms. Webb being suspended and ultimately dismissed without notice. She appealed that decision, but the appeal wasn't upheld. And throughout the process, she was un unapologetic about the post. Following the rejection of the appeal, Ms. Webb then submitted claims against the company for direct race discrimination and unfair dismissal. Thanks, Chelsea. So what did the tribunal actually decide? So firstly, with the race claim, the tribunal held that Ms. Webb had been dismissed because of the post that she had made and not because she was white. Um, ultimately, there was insufficient insufficient evidence to demonstrate any race discrimination and that claim was dismissed. Regarding the unfair dismissal claim, the tribunal found that London Underground were placed in a very unusual and urgent situation and they had to act. They found that the posts were offensive, inflammatory and racially divisive, which, caused, which had caused an uproar within both London Underground and beyond. It was relevant to the tribunal's findings that Ms. Webb showed no remorse as well. So the tribunal ultimately found, therefore, that the reason for the dismissal was fair. However, there was a finding of unfair dismissal in relation to the actual process that London Underground followed. And the reasons for this were, firstly, that the appeal officer had not read the investigation bundle provided to him. Um, he had simply looked at the Facebook post that Ms. Webb had made. And also the tribunal found that he had had predetermined ideas about the merits of the case. And so he went into the appeal not having an open mind uh, about the outcome. So for these reasons, the tribunal held that the dismissal was procedurally unfair. However, the claimant's compensation was reduced by 75% due to her conduct and contributory fault. Looking now at the Facebook angle, the tribunal found that London Underground could legitimately rely on Miss Webb's social media posts on Facebook. Will that always be the case, do you think? No, not necessarily. I think each situation will turn on its own facts. But in this situation, the employer could rely on the post. Uh, the tribunal found that there was no reasonable expectation of privacy on Miss Webb's part. 
um, the factors that were relevant to this decision were the fact that she wanted people to share her posts. She had a track record of um, posting things and a track record also of sharing third party content um, and also entering into discussions about race on public forums. She didn't shy away from that. She, she wanted to get involved in those public conversations. This might have been um, a different situation if she were sending these messages in a private messaging forum what, like WhatsApp. Do you think it was relevant that she was a manager rather than a junior member of staff? I think possibly this is relevant. Um, Ms Webb was managing up 250 employees below her and in her role she would have been dealing with things like performance management and attendance issues and grievances so it was really important that the people who worked for her had trust in her. Yeah that sounds right um, and in this case she had colleagues didn't she on her Facebook account friends on her Facebook account um, and the complaints actually came from um, some of those uh, colleagues. Presumably, that also shows that she had no reasonable expectation of privacy. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, the fact that the complaints came from her colleagues, her colleagues had seen these Facebook posts, it meant that London Underground had to act. Um, you know, the absence of complaints may have meant that it wasn't drawn to management attention in the way that it was, so the outcome may have been different. And finally, something that's really uh, relevant is the fact that London Underground had a code of conduct and social media policy, which made it clear that private posts could still impact on employment. And indeed, that insulting posts or posts that could damage London Underground's reputation could constitute gross misconduct. Yeah, exactly. So just pausing now to think about the right to privacy and freedom of expression, uh, freedom of expression or freedom of speech. How did the tribunal approach these rights and when they can be overridden by an employer? Because of the reasons that we've just gone through, um, the tribunal found that Ms. Webb had no reasonable expectation of privacy in this instance. And so Article 8, the, um, the right to privacy was not engaged. The right to freedom of speech under Article 10 is an important right. However, there are situations in which this right can be qualified. In this case, the tribunal looked at the effect of the post on both the employees and on London Underground's reputation and found that both of these grounds justified the restriction of Ms Webb's right to freedom of speech. So that's really helpful, Chelsea. Um, finally, what would you say were the key learning points coming out of this case for employers? Firstly, I think an important point for employers would be um, to ensure that they have proper equality policies and provide proper training on race equality issues. This is something that the tribunal commented on um, within their judgment in this case. And they were concerned that London Underground didn't seem to have these policies or offer training. So that's something that employers should think about. Secondly, would be the importance of social media policies. So it's really important for employers to have policies that set out how employees can use social media and the fact that posts made in a private capacity can still impact on employment. Also, you would need to make sure that your bullying and harassment policy refer to social media. And finally, um, ensuring that social media is woven into your disciplinary and grievance policies. Um, 
the third takeaway point would be to ensure that there's adequate training um, for staff, including on um, unfair dismissal, dismissal procedures. So, as I mentioned, the appeal officer in this case was um, looked on critically by the tribunal because he didn't seem to know the proper procedure and didn't prepare properly. So that's something that employers should definitely bear in mind. Thanks a lot, Chelsea. This is a, a very interesting case. It's only a first instance case, so it's not going to be binding on other tribunals. But it is yet another case that demonstrates that private social media posts can potentially be used for disciplinary action. So that's the end of the podcast for today. Do join us for the next SMB People podcast, where we're going to be talking about the practical implications for employment law of the new Brexit Act. 